So what you're about to hear is episode three of Behind the Real. Now this is with Camille and Jean. I've probably said that in the worst accent possible, but these two are travel influencers. Now I remember when I first met them, I did a talk at Pure London, which is a fashion trade show. They came up to me at the end, they told me they were influencers, they'd been doing it for a while, checked out their feed and they have some of the most amazing images, they've been to some of the most most desirable locations in the world, they're happily married by the looks of it and I remember meeting up with them for a coffee to give them some advice on the brand that they were looking to launch and just hearing the story behind how they got to where they are today, the kind of challenges they had to face, some disapproval from their family when it came to them leaving their jobs and trying to do this full time and people not really understanding what they were doing as a job and I can relate that to my granddad. Um, I think he still thinks I'm a drug dealer, to be honest. Um, He doesn't really understand the work that I do. And I really wanted to get them on the podcast. You know, what we see on social media, what we see on their feed is quite straightforward in the fact that it looks amazing. Everything looks very, you know, something that we all want to try and do and we all want to try to achieve. But what is happening behind the reel? And this is the interview with them. I'm going to jump in. And and we're probably guilty in that as well, is that on social media, you only see you know, things that aren't really real, you know, you see things better than how mm. they actually are, you know, when we, for instance, take a picture of a very busy beach with very beautiful water, we're going to take that one picture, that one spot where actually you don't see any of the other people, but actually the beach is super busy. Mm. So I think, and it works like that also with, you know, with how we dress or with how, you know, how we show that we're traveling, you know, you always show the good part and you don't really show the bad. Mm. And I think people compare themselves to only the good stuff that they see and then probably, I yeah, know, it's... Yeah, makes them feel inferior in yeah. a way, which right. is totally not the which case. Is, uh, so welcome to Behind the Real. How are you doing? Very good. good. I'm excited for this. Happy to be here. You don't really know what's about to happen, do you? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... As always, Behind the Reel is kind of getting influencers like you guys and sitting down and having a casual chat and seeing where it goes. Almost showing a different side to influencers. Because I think if we looked at your profile, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You travelled to some amazing places. Where have you just come back from? Uh, India, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to lots of places. And I think people might see that feed and say, wow, you know, like... Uh, you know, happy couple, mm-hmm. always in amazing places. And I think social media, we can compare ourselves to others quite easily. Quite easily yeah. But knowing you guys as I, as I do, um, if we go back to the beginning, how did it all start? Not the relationship, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about the social media. So, so actually it was quite accidental the way it started. Um, we got married end of 2017. And we always loved to travel before that. So we thought, let's do a six-month honeymoon. Um, so we booked, we, we took a pause uh, in our careers yeah. of, of six months, went to travel, planned ahead, and we just started a little blog to keep our parents and friends updated. Yeah. And kind of got some traction on the pictures, nothing, nothing crazy, but just people liked the way we were showing our travels. and. Uh, and that got us thinking about, yeah, why not? Why wh- not do it more professionally? Yeah. Or not, not even professionally, like a, yeah. a bit more, just like, why not continue doing yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, after a couple of months into the honeymoon, 
we started getting more followers and like people we didn't we didn't know we were like whoa like you know something's here you can do something with this yeah you know, why not why not exploit it and was you was you both still working at that time yeah. yes yeah so yeah i i took a leave of absence so i asked my job uh, give me five months ago or six months give me six months off and um after six months we came back to london and then john was like let's let's take one more month <laughs> so i asked my job can i have one more month they gave me one more month and then uh, after one month i said okay i'm not coming back at all i'm sorry <laughs> but i mean we have to say we were working in consulting which is kind of project-based, so yeah. it was easier for us to be so like out for, for six months. We could yeah. easily take, if you tell them in advance, yeah. you wouldn't be there for six months, it was manageable. It's okay, yeah. yeah. You're not paid, but uh, you can come back anytime. Yeah. So we'll talk about soon the way you're at now, but yeah. back then, did you say it was 2017? Yeah. yeah. So when you made the decision to not go back to work and you both kind of said, let's try and do this full time, was it how did it make you feel? Was it quite? Did you did you feel nervous about doing that? I think we're very different, yeah. both of us. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm the risk taker usually, so I felt very excited about it, and I always feel like we're gonna make it work somehow. Um, and if not, what's the worst that could happen? Um, so I was very excited. Camille yeah. was the exact opposite. I was more stressed about it. Like he he really had to convince me to leave my job, to leave the security of. You know, having a salary that comes in every month, having the social security, having something you can fall back to. So um, at first I was, yeah, I thought it was really scary. But then when I saw it actually started to work, I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. I had to push hard though. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's going a bit lightly over that one. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you balance each other out. Maybe I think, yeah, that's, that's probably one of our yeah. strengths. I think as well, we were talking about it a little bit before the cameras went on, but um, I remember when I first started an online business and I had people say, you know, when are you going to get a real job, you know, yeah. how, how long is this going to last? Mm -hmm. Did you kind of have that as well, like a bit of a pushback? Like, what do you mean you're going to travel and try and make some money from it? Yeah, quite a lot of it, actually. Yeah, like our, our good friends and our parents and our close family from Belgium, they were all like, what are you doing? Like my mom was saying, when are you going back to work? And I was like, no mom, my, this is my work now. Like when nobody understood and people always thought, you know, we were on holidays all the time. Nobody understood we were making money out of it. Mm. A lot of people like starting to ask, but how much do you make? How much? So how much can you ask for this? Like kind of very questions that you wouldn't get normally, you know, when I was working in consulting, nobody never asked me how much do you yeah, make? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so we got in the beginning quite a lot of uh, of headwinds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'd say it's still now. Still uh, it's now. probably still our biggest struggle is to every day we kind of have to defend our yeah. our, our defend what we're doing. What we're doing. Yeah. It's like people see it like as holidays. Mm. Um, even like two years in, people just don't seem to grasp that it's kind of a new type of work and we and we probably work much harder now than we, we, than we did in the yeah. past yeah but we still get those comments like you guys must have so much time i mean you're always traveling you know you must have like we're like what you know we wake up every day uh, before sunrise we go to bed i mean we work until yeah. 9 10 p.m every day we have no more weekends and then you get this comment so it's like okay <laughs> did that did that especially if you was doubtful of leaving your job, did that 
fuel more self-doubt like if if your family wasn't kind of backing you on it as well mm, no not really i think for me yes uh, for you maybe yeah uh, it's hard to explain but for me like having the validation of my family mm. is really important and knowing that m my mom for example would be somewhere not happy with what i'm doing it constantly triggers self-doubt for me at least yeah it's, for me it's a real problem Still not. But for me, I realized I don't want to go back to what I used to do because I'm much happier now. Mm. So for me, it's kind of more, you know, no, it's kind of, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, now I'm doing something else that I really like and I want to continue doing what I'm doing. So I yeah. really didn't have that feeling. Yeah. But, but it's still compared to what we're doing before. I feel that it's every day kind of almost a battle to, to, yeah. to convince people that we're doing something yeah, that's true. That it's I worth calling a job, right? Yeah, and I think I see that so much where we're always looking for validation from our, our yeah. parents and when they say that we shouldn't be doing a certain thing, I think a lot of people are struggling because they're trying to live up to the expectations of I think parents. I think that's yeah. exactly that. Yeah. I, I really struggle yeah. with that. I, yeah, I think... We talked about that yeah, a lot, but exactly, I, I, yeah, and it's yeah. hard to explain because I don't know where it comes from, mm. but I definitely struggle with it. And I feel that they are not convinced that we're doing something that is worthy of calling yeah. a job. Yeah. You know, in Belgium, it's very, in Belgium, Belgian people are very, you know, you go, you go to school, after school you go to university, after university you become a lawyer or a mm. doctor or, you know, a consultant or whatever. It's like very... You work from nine to five every day. Mm -hmm. You have the weekend. It's like very straight, and we're doing, you know, <laughs> completely different. So in Belgium, when when we talk to our yeah our friends and families, always always these kind of comments. Yeah. Hopefully they will evolve. Yeah. I have to say in London it's not like that. People yes. in London, all our London friends are like super, super like pro. Like yeah. like they're pushing us. They're giving us ideas. They're trying to push us forward. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a minute ago about the amount of work you're now doing. And I think, again, influencers, they don't get the credit of... And people might... Again, as you guys are saying, you, you, you travel, you take nice photos, mm -hmm. and you get paid for it. Like, people still don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So kind of, as you say, you're working more now. What does it kind of... What does your normal day-to-day -day look like? So, we would typically... Because the best light to take pictures is sunrise and sunset. So we typically wake up just before sunrise, like 5.30, depending on where you are. But 5.30 a.m. you would wake up, do a photo shoot of an hour and a half, two hours, then come back uh, around 7.30, 8, breakfast, and then you would go through all the messages and because every time you post a picture, you have to reply to all the messages. It takes you, takes you like another two hours. A lot of influencers don't, though, and this is what I've seen with you guys, is you yeah. do. You try. You try yeah. and you try because it makes it more personal yeah. for the people as well, but it takes uh, a couple of hours a day, um, which is which is a lot. Uh, so that would take us the whole morning. Then in the afternoon, we'd catch up with, with admin and start Email. and start editing the picture of the day, because we post every day, we try to post a picture, and the editing also takes probably two hours for one picture, that's it, on average, mm -hmm. a bit less, maybe, one, one hour and a half. Um, and then we would head out again for for sunset shoot. Mm. But typically you head out to a cool spot, so you have to get there. Um, Climb. <laughs> change, <laughs> change the outfits and everything. Then get back to the hotel after sunset and then start going through all your pictures, selecting which ones you like, 
uh, and yeah, and in, on top of that, preparing the next yeah, days. Yeah, the next days, yeah. And you yeah. I mean, it's different. You do, he does a lot of everything which is pictures and editing. I do a lot of um, everything which is emails, the collaborations with the hotels. Uh, so when he's like, going through the pictures, editing, I'm doing more uh, emails and, and securing collabs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, with um, you guys being married, do you find it hard sometimes to have a business together, travel together, be married, have everything together? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think they were very lucky. Yeah, we, were, we work really well together. Do you argue, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we argue a lot. <laughs> behind the scenes. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, to, I think that's amazing <laughs> to hear because, again, I remember, I think it was um, Valentine's Day, I was scrolling through. Instagram oh, yeah, and did you but there's so many like happy couples but yeah. you you believe they're happy because they're holding hands on Instagram and you just oh these guys are happy um but it's nice to kind of hear you yeah, no, say that you're just you're normal we you know. argue a lot especially like stupid examples like which picture to post yeah. we're gonna have like the biggest argument ever <laughs> but but then on the flip side of that I think we work together as a couple the best when we're together yeah. which which of course otherwise it wouldn't happen yeah. but but that's some. But I'm not sure everyone would be able to do that. Yeah. Mm. I think it's a. I think we're very compatible, and our characters work well together. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely not easy every day. No, no. But compared to what I mean, when I was working in consulting, I had to travel a lot, and so meaning leaving on Sunday, coming back on Thursday or on mm. Friday, so we didn't see a lot of each other. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great working well. Yeah. Good and. What's kind of, I know you've got the brand now, you're, you know, you've got your own presets. What's mm -hmm. the kind of focus for you right now? Because obviously things are going well, you know, mm -hmm. the following's growing mm -hmm. and what's the kind of focus at the moment? Well, I, I think people tend to think that we have it all figured out and, and everything <laughs> is planned and everything works out. It's the exact opposite. So we actually have no idea what we're doing. I think <laughs> so now the, the focus, I mean, for me at least for the next couple of months, is still to travel as much as possible. And then, uh, I mean, on the side, you know, we have Atypic, the brand, and, uh, and we have some other stuff going on on the side. But I think the focus right now is, you know, keep traveling, keep growing. Mm. Yeah, because we believe that developing this personal brand having having an account or having followers following you for what you're doing is something that's going to become more and more important. So mm -hmm. if we can kind of boost that yeah. followership now, we're going to be able to use it in the future. But let's be honest, it's hard to make a living out of it still yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're trying to diversify in, in other verticals. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're being very patient with it. You know, like you say, you're focusing on the traveling and the enjoying of it and building up the brand. Mm -hmm. So then... As time goes on, maybe yeah. that's... Because we strongly it's believe that... Open, I'm sure it's going to open doors. I mean, already now it opens doors, and I'm sure if we keep growing it, you know, if we, if we grow and, and become even more big, that we, if we, 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 we could move it into something else. For instance, we could start doing consulting for mm. people who want to do what we're doing. You know, we talked about writing a book of how, you know, the road to 10K, or mm. you know, there's like a lot of stuff that we could do through what we're doing now. Yeah, and also because we believe that the world is evolving into that direction and yeah. social media is here to stay. So if you can develop your own followers, I think mm. for sure it's going to end up in yeah. some opportunities. But it, it takes so much effort. And let's, let's talk about the traveling because I, yeah. I think from my perspective, I think everyone should travel, you know, yeah. and 
everyone always says traveling such you know it's the best thing for your mental health great experiences but there's still so many of us that don't do it yeah um so what kind of advice can you give to maybe people that, that want to travel but maybe just just do it i mean if and how has it benefited you as well mm-hmm. like the traveling how has it benefited you personally i mean it's probably the best thing that ever happened to us that's for sure but I think there are two ways of traveling. The traveling where you just travel for yourself, or the traveling like we do now, which is more of a of a of a job, yeah. which is very different. We enjoy it much less now than we used to in the past. But I'd say that that yeah, I would definitely. Wait, there is. We enjoy it much. I mean, the traveling, <laughs> the traveling itself. No, it's more know. of an. Uh, we still love it, but it's, it's we have like so many now. things to do yeah. now. Yeah, you can't just sit and go in and sightsee, you know? Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's a very different way of traveling. It's not like you're sitting on a beach reading a book or exactly, like shooting. Yeah, yeah. You know, always think too. about where do you take the next picture. Like yeah. mentally, it's also yeah. exhausting. Where are we going um, yeah. But in terms of advice, I would say people, people believe the thing that it's such an expensive thing to travel. Yeah. I, I think it's the cheapest thing the in the first world. Thing. It's really not, ex- you can really tra- travel super cheap. So money, shouldn't be a problem like mm. you you in there's many countries where you can travel for like we were, we were talking about it for 15 euros a day in india for instance 15 euros a day yeah i mean it's not it's, a, it's what you would pay almost for a lunch here yeah, yeah, yeah. there it includes accommodation food everything so yeah it's so, cheaper to to travel than to live in london yeah that's one and i think there's another one which a lot of people are like scared you know like countries like india we just went to pakistan you know like Latin America sometimes people are scared or like isn't it dangerous over there or don't you need vaccines or you know blah blah blah. that's also like yeah. the world is a safe place you know people are very happy London's scary exactly I agree and then I think the third biggest f- factor is that people are just scared of leaving this safe bubble they're in yeah. um, Knowing that if, if I, for example, leave my job to do a travel, am I going to be able to find something when I come back? Yeah. I think the upside of traveling, of kind of like opening up your mind, is so much more important than to be s- not stuck, but and then, then to work this additional six mm-hmm. months or one year in a job. Mm-hmm. That everybody should absolutely be obliged to travel, I think. It's going to change your life. It opens your yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because my granddad's 93 and yeah. he. Yeah has always been very tight with his money. You know, he went on holidays, yeah. but didn't do as much. And yeah. I was having a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago, and I said to him, you know what, is one of your biggest regrets coming to the end of your life? And he said, I he wish said, I went yeah. to Canada. I wish I went yeah. to New Zealand. I wish I went here. And yeah. he now knows that he'll never be able to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a scary thought to think that. Yeah. Because also it's not only about, about seeing other countries but we were discussing it before is discovering new cultures different ways of looking at things that yeah. could help you if you mm. struggle with one problem here you can f- like learn from other cultures yeah. how, how do they how cope, cope. Yeah. with a problem right yeah. and we saw it so many times yeah. really helps you see things mm. see life in a different way you mm-hmm. know like what we were saying before in belgium people think you know this has to be your life but no there's so many countries where you know people just work when they need to make a living, they mm. work on whatever day they want. And, you know, there's like so many different ways of living your life mm-hmm. that you find. Yeah, out but once you start, it's hard to go yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you've been to a lot of places, um, and everyone always says travel 
you, you learn a lot of lessons from traveling. Is there anything that you can think of that you've learned on one of your travels? Like where was it and what did you learn? I mean, yeah, we're just coming back from India, for example. And I've been thinking lately a lot about like the whole family concept. What's the role of family in life? Because I feel it in countries like the UK and Belgium. We kind of lose a bit of touch with family, yeah. especially us. We never see our families. Um, and we were in India, and there, they all the whole family always lived together under one same roof. Mm. And it would be unthinkable for them not to see their parents or grandparents yeah. for longer than a couple of weeks. Yeah. And that really made me think: Are we doing the right thing here? Are we not like yeah. kind of like jeopardizing the the, the family ties mm. just to? To kind of have more freedom yeah, for for for, for yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, in, in those countries, they even marry in family. Yeah. So they're so close. You know, their cousins are. When you ask a, a girl who's your best friend, oh, she's, she's my cousin. Yeah, yeah. I know she's my cousin's cousin. It's all family, family, family. They marry between cousins. It's like really. Family, family, it's very family. close. It's very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good thing. But no, it's but true. It, make, it makes you think. Makes you think like, yeah. Are we doing the right thing? Yeah. Probably not, always, right? Um, we were talking as well about grief in different cultures, yeah. and obviously I've not been to India, but someone was saying, you know, and you guys were saying in Belgium, in London, it's in, in, in the UK, it's very sad. We don't talk about the person we've lost, whereas other cultures, like you were saying in India, they you know, celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And what was the story about the train? The, the people yeah, the train? so we were um, on a, in India, we traveled by train a lot, so it's like an eight hour train, and we were sharing it with another family, we were sharing the, the seats, and uh, they were like celebrating, sharing their food with us, and it obviously seemed like a celebration, so we asked, yeah, what are you celebrating? Yeah, our grandmother just died, and, um, and we're celebrating, we're bringing her bones with us to Varanasi, which is the wow. place where they, they bury the, yeah. the dead people, and we're like, blown away by this. And we were like, no Clearly. shock, we're like, oh, I'm sorry. And they were like, no, it's a celebration. She's going over to her, her next life. It's like a better life. And uh, and then they start sharing their food with us. And then we were sitting there, and they showed us, yeah, and she's here with us. We're like, what? She's here with us. Yeah, yeah, she's here. And there was like a bag hanging. I'm not joking. Wow. There was the bones. A bag hanging next to the, yeah, next to the seats with the bones were inside. We're like, yeah, she's here. She's celebrating with us. And we're going to. Yeah, it's. Bring her bones we away. So so can't, can't, can't comprehend yeah. that. Um, can't comprehend. Yeah. yeah. But what's for sure is that they. They were happy. Yeah. In that the, moment, and, they were happy. And they happy. cope with the problem in a very different way. Yeah. yeah. You've been to, obviously, some poor areas mm -hmm. so like you said you just come back from pakistan i'm guessing you've been to other areas that are yeah. um, poor mm -hmm. there's in the west in, in you know especially in london the suicide rates in london are so high and a lot of times people say here we've got such opportunity but mm -hmm. still we're struggling with depression we're still you know the suicide rates are so high whereas a lot of the poorer countries not saying that suicide doesn't exist, but a lot of the statistics are a lot lower. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any yeah. reasons why that could be? The reasons is that, I mean, we've definitely seen it. Like one of the examples that strikes me the most is the Philippines. Yeah, people I was have, thinking about this. Mm -hmm. People have wow. nothing there, nothing. They have nothing. Uh, and they are probably the happiest people we've ever met yeah. in our lives. They um, live in the streets, they, you know, they struggle for food. They're genuinely. Why do you think they are happy? Like, what? That's I've been thinking think, about that a lot. Yeah, I think in our societies, 
and the main goal that people are pursuing is money you know mm. and you always want more money and you know you work hard for money and you work for money and you always want more and actually you're never happy and then you see other people who have more and who maybe work less and have so generally it's not, not a society in which you end up being happy whereas in those countries they don't work for money they work for you know getting food on the table mm -hmm. in that, that evening and that's it exactly. they work uh, just you know just what they need to have enough food to have enough money for food and that's it mm. they don't work more to have more money they don't have a bank account yeah so, so I, I would even put yeah. it in a different framing i would say here we have this social status mm. that you always compare yourself or you you think what are people expecting from you so you always measure your success versus like what are people expecting from someone like, mm. like me Whereas in these countries, nobody is expecting anything from them. Yeah. They're just, they're born into this little yeah. village. They know that they're gonna do whatever their dad was doing. So there's like no, no expectation of you doing very well in life. And yeah. I think that takes a lot of stress pressure. and yeah. pressure away from your life. It's almost like, yeah, they, like social perfectionism that we, we're looking for something to make us happy. Whereas in that culture, they're not. They're exactly. You know, they're not looking for anything to make yeah. them happy. They're just and they don't compare themselves with anyone. Yeah. Here, the only thing we're doing, and an influencer yeah. is probably the yeah. most of all, like compare yeah. ourselves to others. Yeah. yeah. Doing and we were saying it before we started rolling with the cameras about you guys, you know, you're 100,000 plus followers now. And you said, when does that stop? Yeah, you know, because yeah. you want more. It's yeah. the same with me. I want more. And it's when does that the more we grow, the more it makes us anxious yeah. as well somehow. Yeah. Because we compare ourselves and we're we never happy. One, we never have, every time, like when we were under 10K, we thought, wow, when we will have 10K, we're going to be so big. <laughs> we reach 10K, we're like, okay, now we want to have 25. Okay, we reach 25, we're like, actually 25 is nothing. <laughs> so it's always, you know, you want, yeah, once you get there, you think what you have is not a lot and you want more. Mm. It's definitely not good for your mental health I think <laughs> <laughs> it's and, let, yeah. it's and let's, let's talk about that because I think social media I always say it's a double-edged sword you guys have been able to you know travel you've been able to start a business you've been able to yeah. do all of that via social media yeah. the same with me I think we've connected yeah. mostly via social yeah. media a lot of people have as well but there's a lot of negatives to it as well so how, how do you how do you why do you think social media affects people's mental health um, but, so yeah. yeah I think yeah, I have one, so I don't know yeah. what you're going to say. I think, and, and we're probably guilty in that as well, is that on social media you only see, you know, things that aren't really real. You know, you see things better than how mm. they actually are. You know, when we, for instance, take a picture of a very busy beach with very beautiful water, we're going to take that one picture, that one spot where actually you don't see any of the other people, but actually the beach is super busy. Mm. So I think, and it works like that also with, you know, with how we dress or with how you know how we show that we're traveling you know you always show the good part and you don't really show the bad mm. and I think people compare themselves to only the good stuff that they see and then probably I yeah, know it's yeah makes them feel inferior in yeah. a way which right. is totally not the which case is, uh, yeah. so we're, we're trying now in our stories you know to show the behind the scenes your stories I was gonna say that your stories kind of show that and more, people love it. more authentic side yeah, people love yeah. It. yeah but on the pictures you don't show that but yeah and, and then the second part I would say is that it's an amazingly strong and powerful platform we love it because it enables you to connect with people so easily but then the, the flip side of that is that you compare yourself to everyone. Mm. Yeah. So 
people living the same as us grow faster than us, have a bigger engagement. You're like, why? Like, wow. What are they doing? Yeah. So constantly you're looking like how many... And everybody's how, how, doing that. And it kills you. So at All one point you need to kind of take a step back yeah. and say, we do our thing, yeah. stop comparing yourself. Yeah. It's so hard because it's so easy to compare yourself. In a yeah. normal job, it's, it's hard to compare yourself because no one has the same job as you. Yeah. Here, everyone does the same thing and it gets crowded. So unless you're like in a super niche um, Your, yeah, domain, exactly. yeah. we are in trouble. So so many people yeah, do travel yeah. and it's yeah. so hard to kind of accept that people do better than you. But yeah, but yeah. That's, yeah, that's what you say. But I, I, I have that. Yeah. But then I do feel that we're lucky to be in travel and not in fashion because travel is, you know, it's so big. You know, there's so many hotels, there's so many destinations you can go to. So it's not like we're competing for the same jobs. Mm. You know, like when we go somewhere. No, but you you still compete. Like people grow faster yeah. than others. But also as well, you're 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 the brand. You know, as. Mm -hmm as you two are the brand it's not like you're a travel magazine it's you two are the brand exactly. so i think that makes you differentiate yourself from mm -hmm. from a lot of others but I've, i always say comparisons on social media you're always going to lose because yeah. like if you're unhappy in a relationship you compare your relationship to someone else yeah, yeah, you're yeah. never going to compare yeah. the areas that you're happy in if that makes sense yeah. it makes yeah. sense like if you've got a million followers yeah. you're not going to compare yourself to someone with ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? exactly. um yeah. and if we touch upon that as well um mental health what do you think needs to improve among society for it to start to get better oh, that's a tough one um have yeah. you have you seen any places that you've been aside from the philippines maybe you mean in general or related to social media in general so like society and, and mm -hmm. honestly you know with mental health we don't really talk about it especially men we don't really talk about mm -hmm. how we feel yeah what do you think could change in society to maybe break down the stigma that we have around mental health? Maybe talking about it, I don't know. I mean, maybe influencers could do something around it or, yeah. Kind of awareness. I think, awareness. I think also just... Sharing about it, you know, because I read, aren't there, it's under like a statistic which says one out of ten or one out of struggles with some form of uh, mental health issues. I, yeah. I think and the biggest problem is still that people don't, don't, don't dare to talk about it yeah. because they think people are going to think it's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think yeah, so many people struggle with it. So I, I, I kind of almost think it's building more awareness that everybody has That it's okay. Problem. It's yeah. okay to have a problem. I think it's like you said, it's almost as when you guys started this, you yeah. got judgment from starting exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like if you talk about how you feel, the older generations yeah. might judge you for, for it as well. But yeah, and but I think the older generation also have their own problems, and mm. uh, they, they they judge you on something that they probably are guilty yeah. on themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah. It's true. So, um, if someone wants to become an influencer, mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people might want to do what you guys do. You know, travel <laughs> the world and and take photos, and you know, you've shown a different side, which I think is amazing. But if someone wanted to be that influencer, what advice would you give to them? I think it's easier than what people think. Uh, it might look difficult when you it's like like looking at our feed. It looks professional, like but but I think if if it's something you're passionate about, um, you can definitely do it. But I would say first of all, pick pick something that you're you're yeah. you're passionate about. It mm. Can be travel, could be could be anything, could be insects, could be mm. like just start blogging 
about, about something, something you really in particular. like. Yeah. Not, don't just start posti posting pictures about yourself, sometimes travel, sometimes, you know, I think it works much better when you said, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Like for us, it was travel, you know, exotic destinations. And like you say, you wake up early, you work a lot, you, you go to bed late. Yeah. So if you wasn't passionate about it, you just yeah, 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 you have to Otherwise it doesn't work. It. Yeah. Yeah. Then choose your platform. Because I think playing on different platforms is really tough. Mm. We chose Instagram, we stick to Instagram. We might now start looking at different yeah. ones. But when you start, you just choose, choose one. one. Mm. Yeah. Because they're so different. Yeah. Yeah. And they require such different skills. Um, that it's impossible to combine both, uh, mm. combine more than more one. More than one, and not from the beginning. So yeah. choose your platform, choose your niche, and then just, yeah, just work hard. start. Yeah. It's gonna take a while, but just start, and once you get some more traction, you're gonna, mm. yeah. it's gonna work. But if you have these two, there's yeah. no reason why you wouldn't yeah. succeed. This is gonna sound like a really awkward question, but... <laughs> You two are good looking. You're a good looking couple. <laughs> How much do you think that's played into your success on Instagram? Because I, I was reading somewhere the other day that if you're you're good looking, you're always mm. going to be more successful on Instagram. Do you think that's true? That's like la last time we did give a talk, it was like someone said it does the elephant the in the room. In the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy said like yeah, there's a big elephant in the room. We're like, Why is it? Yeah, you two are. <laughs> <laughs> But like, do you think if you weren't as attractive as a couple, you would have been... It sounds like a really bad question, but I think, no, again, no, but it's a very no, that's social I media, do, that's Instagram, I, you know? Yeah, I do think, okay, for sure, you know, when you take pictures in your swimwear or, mm. you know, from close-up, for sure, you know, you're good-looking, it works better. But I do think that it's not uh, a requirement. So, I mean, there are many people on Instagram who are not super good looking and who are killing it. But yeah. I, I, I think the main factor is like, like we call yeah, it like ability. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes when you're like, for example, super good looking, like other models, they don't have that like ability yeah, because they, they appear cold. to be very cold and distant from people. Yeah. I think the hard part is to get this likability factor that people kind of like you. Mm. And I think that's more through a combination of cool stories and that being authentic mm. rather being than how yourself. you look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I completely agree. And, it's much and more important. It used to be only pictures. There, I think the, the, the appearance was the more pictures. important. Now that with the whole story thing on top, yeah. Yeah. it changed the picture a bit. Yeah. Um, but even with the pictures, you know, the caption has to be fun, you mm -hmm. know. The, the, the person has to smile. If you have somebody who's beautiful but who's very cold and yeah. you know, very distant, it's not gonna... But talking about that, actually, I, it's very hard to know how people perceive you. Mm -hmm. what, what type of impression do people have yeah. from us? We yeah. have no idea. Yeah. That's true, yeah. How so do we come across how do you think on the other side? How do you think people perceive you? Uh, it's very yeah, hard. Very, we, we speak about you a lot. Know. Yeah, because sometimes we were writing something, we're like, don't you think this is gonna come across the arrogance mm. or you know, don't you think it's, it's gonna... very hard to so, know. Yeah, it's very It's impossible to know because we we, we just don't know. We're just trying so to ask people but we don't know most yeah. of them. So. Yeah. Do you think that would affect you if people started to perceive you negatively? Yes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you, huh? Jean is very, sen yeah. very sensitive to yeah. I it's very hard to detach yourself from that. Yeah. yeah. Very hard. When you get when we get kind of these messages, um, I mean, sometimes we do get like not nice messages. It's really like, oof, you know, it's mm -hmm. like really. You not, might have not nice 99 people. positive messages, <laughs> the one negative you get kills you. Same as me, yeah. yeah. For yeah, some then reason. we're going to yeah. talk about it, we're going to show it, we're going to see who's that person who wrote that, and you know, 
people don't uh, it really impact you know we're people it yeah. impacts us and uh, yeah i mean aaron in the in the last interview that i did sort of said that you could do a video about teaching blind kittens to read and someone would say you yeah. you'd still have something bad to say yeah. about it yeah. i think you're always gonna get negative the more you comments. grow i think the more you're gonna get that. yeah, yeah. Um, I think so far we've been but lucky. But it's, it's yeah. very hard to learn to deal with it. Yeah. So if I, if I ask you this individually, um, what is your biggest fear right now? For me, it's, it's to kind of uh, lose it mentally, like that, that my mental health is going to deteriorate. Because of that, I'm constantly on the phone. You constantly look for validation. You, 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 you are a bit more yeah, detached, but I'm... Yeah. You sleep with your phone and like you, you kind of depend so much on that platform that at one point it cannot be mm, healthy yeah, anymore. Yeah. And I don't see how it can improve. Yeah. So for me that's my biggest yeah. fear is that is that you kind of your mental health deteriorates because of that. Mm. Me, my biggest fear is completely different. It's that you know you wake up one day and everything is um, you know, either Instagram doesn't exist anymore or you know our account has been deleted or you know that everything we worked for is gone. Mm. That's what I'm scared of. Because we have zero voice with Instagram. You know, Instagram is the platform, we are the content creators, but we have no direct voice with Instagram. So sometimes Instagram decides to block us for a reason for twenty four hours, we cannot do anything. They blocked us because they were not happy with something we posted. And we there's no way of defending yeah. yourself. There's no way of, and we know some people. Actually, have a friend, a good friend of ours. Um, her account got hacked. So overnight, she lost everything she had worked for 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 one. You know, it's our this. I mean, it's our job. It's our, yeah. our profession, and and we have. You yeah, know, we, we could lose it mm. from one 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 to another. We could unbalanced relationship. Yeah. We give so much to the platform, but we don't get. We get I mean, we back. we yeah. get back, of course, because from the share. followers, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. from from the Instagram itself as an organization, we get nothing back. And they're kind of similar fears in a way, you know. In it's like way. you say, you know, it's yeah, they're yeah. really. This is yeah, this is like what's making you yeah happy right now, and this is what's making you content. And if that all disappears overnight, then yeah, then we have a problem. Yeah, we have a problem. Mm. But I want to say thank you for being so honest and Thanks to chatting. You. Really enjoyed it. And yeah. I, want, I remember when I come up with the idea and I thought I would need to get you two on. Because I remember when we met in the coffee shop and you're just so down to work, nice <laughs> people. And I think again, you know, like if people see you on social media, like you said, it's that perception. Mm-hmm. What do people perceive you as? And I think hopefully this shows yeah. a different thank side. You so thank you for including us. No worries. Really but um, where can they find you? Obviously Instagram. Instagram only Instagram. at this moment. And then our brand. And the brand. <laughs> Tell us about the brand. Yeah, our brand is right here. <laughs> yeah, great. Check for the rose. <laughs> and it goes to it's some of the percentage yeah. of the... So yeah. 10% of the sales go to... Because we deeply care about plastic pollution in the oceans. We've seen so many, so many times how bad the problem is. So we decided to donate 10%. 10% of our sales are going directly to a charity which is working on... Uh, the fight against plastic pollution and more more specifically they're uh, working around awareness because a lot of people now are saying you know the problem of plastic pollution is there we need to clean of course yeah we need to clean but it's much more important to tackle awareness to prevent it from Mm. continuing to happen rather than clean and it keeps on coming you know so they're they're more working on the the source of the problem and where are you going on tuesday you're traveling somewhere but no thanks again guys and um i don't know where to look there's too many cameras but you know if you did enjoy this please subscribe um leave a rating and a review if you're listening to the podcast
and shake hands. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys. Thank you.